0: Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host, Doug Bell, and today we're going to discuss SaaS spend management and ways to optimize your tech stack. Joining us is Indus Katon, who is the CEO and founder at Qualum, which is an on-deck scale company funded by Sequoia and Nexus. And today, Indus and I are going to be talking about how to slash SaaS spend. Okay, here's my conversation with Indus Katan, the CEO and founder of Qualum. Really good topic considering the environment out there right now. I feel like the recession is on and nobody knows it but tech. It very much feels like we're getting all that initial pressure. Part of it is because tech grew so fast with the benefits of the pandemic. We were one of those industries that actually made out really well. It's a particularly good topic with particularly good timing, especially for those of us in SaaS especially for our listeners today. So what I want to start out with is an idea of what Qualum does and what you do to sort of help organizations think through this problem. Sure, great talking to you today.
1: And of course, uh, interesting topic, knowing what times we live in. And the preamble of that is, let's all of us go out to supermarket and if we find things that are buy one, get one, what do we do? We buy the whole supermarket and put in a refrigerator. And this is what happened to tech industry in the last five years. The money was buy one, get one. So venture capital, private equity, they were giving money literally buy one, get one. And entrepreneurs got plenty of them. What do you do with that? You hire people. What do you do after that? You get software (laughs) to let people do their jobs. And five years down the road today, We have this refrigerator full of supplies nobody wants to use. People who do not know whether kids bought it or the spouse bought it. Now we're trying to figure out how to clean the kitchen, clean the refrigerator. This is the problem that Colum solves. We come in, we look at your tech stack and see what you're not using, what you have overpaid and have remediation plan and ongoing hygiene in place. This is what Colum does. We help companies manage their
0: software spend. Well, fantastic time and fantastic timing for that value profit for the company. It's actually quite brilliant, right? So what I want to do is just let's unpack a little bit of what leaders are facing currently when they think about unwinding, but not unwinding too much, right? We've all seen this and I'm seeing, I think, daily, a new announcement from another tech firm. And they're leaning into reducing the workforce, right? This is a common tactic. We see it a lot. We saw it when the pandemic began. We saw it in 2009. But a piece of this really is how much do you cut without impacting the business? And I think we're at that early sort of, hey, it's a no-brainer stage, right? We sort of understand how far we get out in front of our skis. And I think that I don't want to minimize what's happening. It's devastating when people are without a job, right? And they're out there looking. But I feel like the formula for managers tends to be fairly straightforward there. You mentioned something really interesting, which is, we hire people, you related it to stuff in your refrigerator. Now I'm hungry. Thank you. But, you know, we're out there hiring and then we're really building resources in the background to make sure those people are effective. That's, let's call that your tech stack, right? But you could cut too deeply on both fronts. So how do we sort of help people recognize, first of all, when they're potentially cutting too deeply on the personal side, I think it's another guest for another podcast potentially, but where can you like, Look and see and identify potentially. man, I'd really lean too hard into that tech stack. I think we, what happened was we ordered DoorDash when we were hungry, and
1: since you mentioned it, and let's not do that, and you are 300 people team, you projected growth for, let's say next year, say, "Oh, we're going to have 500 people team." And you have, let's name a tech product, Zoom, and a renewal for Zoom comes in. What do you do? Oh, we're going to go to 500. Let's subscribe to 500 seats of Zoom and get a bigger discount because, you know, 300 is not enough. Fast forward to today, we have 50%, close to 50% seats of Zoom sitting unutilized because you hired but did not hire that at that rapid pace or you overhired, and then now you're cutting staff. That's one situation. To answer your question, I think what has also happened is Generally, the workforce explosion has been out of control. And people thought, oh, so remember how we hired five years ago. You put a rec out, people will come in, interview in your office. It would have its own velocity. You, You cannot interview more than five, six people in a day because people cannot come. You cannot do stuff because you have other meetings. Now we are remote. People show up all the time. You optimize it. Now you're interviewing 15 people every day. So potentially you you hired more than you could and the organization is not ready. This is the impact that we are seeing today that they say, oh, we can do the job of 100 million revenue and the company, I think you're alluding to someone, we could do 100 million in revenue, but we can do this, do this with 30 people less or 30% less workforce. And now they're optimizing it.
0: Okay. So that makes a ton of sense. What I want to make sure we do is understand and provide folks with some heuristics around, maybe they're not as cognizant of the fact they've over-invested. And again, I don't want to necessarily get into that personnel place. That's really very much about the business, very much about how that business is running and how that business is projecting in the future. What I'm really curious about is sort of those early signs. You pick the prime cherry, right? I have a certain number of seats, <laughs> I have a certain number of people. We're going to reduce spend there. But I'm certain you guys have a certain insight into spending that others don't have. Are there good examples of technology? And again, if you don't want to pick a brand, fine, pick a category. But are there examples of technology where you feel like folks are currently overinvested? A way for them to go, hmm, in this guy, smart guy, what should I be looking at? I think what we have
1: overinvested is in productivity tools, sales and marketing, some parts of DevOps tooling. And it was not by design. It was, hey, I have this particular product that does 80% of the job, but I need that edge. I need that another 20 30%. So your boss is going to say, okay, I'm going to in you down. Go ahead and buy it and do whatever you want as long as you bring revenue on the table. And this is what happened in productivity. Uh, let's take an example. Let's say an organization uses Slack, you know, collaboration tool, fantastic. It has audio, it has chat, text chat, it has video, it has screen sharing for, you know, core tenets of collaboration. Now, the same organization also has Zoom. Why? Oh, Zoom is easier to use. The same organization could have a different screen sharing and whiteboarding application. Why? Because, oh yeah, I need to organize it in a much better way. So now you have overlapping features across multiple products where you're paying full price. And these are some of the categories where companies have overinvested and could easily be you know, cut down or you know, cycle down in, in a way to optimize costs.
0: So we have productivity applications that tend to be a bit out of control, but I'm really what I'm really hearing from you is you've got feature redundancy across your RevTech stack, or you've got application redundancy that really is at the core. What I want to understand as well is really the kind of the growth of the tech stack. And we're, we're talking about DevTech RevOps, we're talking about kind of the full spectrum, Martech, sales ops, et cetera. And you mentioned before that a part of what's been happening is that we're sort of catching up to the hiring that's happened. We've got to have application structure that really supports the people that are there. And so beyond the productivity apps, are you seeing other areas of the tech stack that have really received a lot of, if you will, over investment that's really disconnected from the people themselves? In other words, the bright, shiny objects that leaders can tend to lean into if we're not careful. And oversubscribe to.
1: Yeah, I'll give you sales and marketing as a great example. So, you know, Salesforce as a CRM is your foundational infrastructure layer. Now, sales rep comes in, hey, boss, I need a better tool for doing my outbound email sequence. And you're going to ask, hey, but Salesforce does it. And you're going to complain, no, Salesforce is kind of there, but the UI sucks. And then you're going to go out and buy, let's say, an Apollo.io, which does it, or uh, Outreach.io. You know, much better fidelity compared to Salesforce. And that same person say, hey, boss, but I need a better email writing tool. He say, okay, go ahead and buy what been, you need. And then third day, he comes in, but boss, I need a personalized email, like context sensitive. I want to mine his LinkedIn of." Op- of my prospect or her LinkedIn of my prospect and insert some snippets. Now you have a fifth tool. All of these other tools could do 80% of the job or could do 100% depending on your requirement. So now you have a Salesforce, which does your contact repository. You have an email sequencing tool. You have a contact database or a contact tool. You have a LinkedIn miner. You have a copywriter. And all of these tools could do 80% of your job, but you decided I need to be slightly more edgier because my boss wants a better conversion, more revenue. How can I do more and more? Now, when things slow down, guess what? These tools become redundant.
0: Okay. There are a bunch of revenue leaders listening right now. They're nodding their heads, right? So let's give them some shortcuts to recognizing. Because I think what you've talked about really, end of the day, I think we all get that. It's the creep, it's the tech creep that happens. And we can pretty quickly recognize those, as I'm saying, those cherry picks. Right. We can recognize the redundancy. Sometimes they're associated with more people. I have more seats than I need. And you mentioned a couple of categories where we've seen a lot of that creep. Give people a cheat sheet. What are the things you can look to in that RevTech stack? Because if the CEO hasn't talked to you already, they're gonna, right? So are you prepared that, by the way, 2023 budget season is wrapping up now. So what are some of those things they can look to and be like, hey, this is the part of the stack I didn't really know I had trouble with? I think first thing is, auditing because you don't want to go ahead
1: and cancel a tool which is really making an impact on your revenue pipeline because if you cut that forget the budget your revenue is going to be under pressure or you'll, you know sink the productivity of a team as a whole so what we recommend as column is go look at these tools see what people are actually doing don't ask them And we as a company, we offer APIs. So let's say you want to see what's going on in Salesforce, HubSpot, Outreach. To go behind the scenes, look at the usage patterns of these tools saying, oh, these features are being used. This is important. Or out of those 50 seats, 30 people are logging and using the tools every day. So if you audit it on two vectors, one is the usage. Second is plain vanilla seat count. Again, do it without asking people because if you ask me, I'll say, Yes, boss, I'm using that. You're going to use it for next quarter. But unless you go and check, there's no verification there. That's the starting
0: point. All right, that's a great tip. And I'm curious at this point, it feels like we're really at the beginning of a new category, I would say. And I'm going to lump you in there right now for the moment. And that category is really what we call the buyer's toolkit. What are the things that I have at my ready to both evaluate, negotiate, and manage my tech stack well, right? There's a lot of applications out there that are really trying to tackle the same thing in different ways, like quality. So really what I want to understand is, are there KPIs out there? Are you guys out there trying to get folks to understand something like SaaS spend per employee as a health indicator? So folks can understand, gee, at the end of the day, this is what the norm is. This is too much. This is too little. And again, I know we're stepping into deeper water because quite often businesses are so different, it's hard. But into those gaps, are you guys seeing anything from your data that would say, you know what, this is about the right spend, or this is about the right number of applications, or is that still TBD?
1: It's TBD in terms of what it's going to be, let's say, 2023. But we're seeing directionally, I'll give you a number for 2020. High growth, 500-employee tech startup would have roughly to nine thousand dollars per employee per year as their SaaS spend. And this includes everything not just smart tech tools or sales tech, but my productivity tools, sales productivity, enablement, everything included, my org productivity, Slack and Zoom and my HR tools, talent tools, all combined between eight to 9,000. We saw that slightly going up in 2021, but it has flattened in 2022. This year, people, I think this year also early on when, if you remember when DocuSign stock got, you know, clobbered by 40% or so in March. And then people just woke up, oh, Jesus Christ, you got to be ready for this. So it has kind of flattened. I think it's going to go down by, I'll break down in two categories. Tools that are PLG driven, which is self-service. You can sign up at will, 200, 300 seats, pay on credit card. They will see a decline in usage and revenue by 20 to 22%. In 2023 alone, big down. For tools such as Salesforce, we are seeing between six to eight percent, slightly less combined to PLG because these are long-term negotiated contracts. You can't just you know ring your way out of it. So we will see an average 14-15% spend decrease across tools across employees next year. So the proverbial 8,000 will be between 7,000 ish, 6,000 to 7,000 ish next year.
0: Okay. We've got our heuristics. So if your spending is not going to fall in line with those reductions, you're off the norm. I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. I'd love to have you back and I'd really love to peel back that tech stack peeling that we have to do. Thank you for your time. Learned a ton. Great chatting with you. We'll see you again. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator podcast. Thanks to Indus Katonk, CEO and founder at Qualum, for joining us. If you would like to contact Indus or learn more about him, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at qualum.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, shame on you, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live in our show, of course. You can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The degree Twitter exists in the future. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue is gonna generate itself.